Welcome to this podcast produced for Business Lincolnshire as part of the Fit for Business programme. I am Guy Lewis and we're joined today by Nat McMillan from McMillan Associates. Hi Nat, how are you? Hi, morning, Guy. I'm really good. Thank you. Good, good, good. So what have your clients been, been talking about this week? What's the biggest stone in their shoe at the moment? Well, it's probably the same this week as I think it is most weeks, uh, which is performance. Uh, I often joke to people that if we had business owners that were really good at performance, I wouldn't have a business anymore. Okay, and I guess these reviews are both sort of good performance and bad performance. We're talking about the both sides. Yeah, you know, that's a really important point that you make there, Guy. We often think of performance as it always being about when people are failing or they're not delivering or poor performance. But actually, if as a small business, you think about how do I create a positive performance culture, then you will absolutely thrive. Okay. And, and as ever, when I talk to you now, you've got, you break this down to usually two or three points. So I guess you've got two or three points on this that are the, the starting points. Yeah. You know me well, Guy. I, do. Uh, I always like to keep it simple. So yeah, for me, the real basics is, first of all, objectives. So are you clear as the business owner or employer? And is the employee clear? What is it that you need them to do? Sounds very simple, but often people are not clear on what they are. What's their part in your business? Mm -hmm. It's that classic, I'm sure you've heard it as well, you know, when um, JFK went and asked at NASA and he asked the man with the broom, what's your job? And he said, I'm here to get a man on the moon. Absolutely. It's that, it is that. Um, So objectives. The second one is if we really look to improve performance and create that right culture, we will improve the outcomes for our business. Mm-hmm. Simple, right? We'll yeah. be profitable and we will thrive. Look after your people, they look after your business. And then thirdly, and I think this is often the one that we don't see, is holding people to account. What okay. do I mean by that? That means if they're not delivering, then talking to them. It also means when they do deliver, letting them know that they've done a great job. Okay, so just just picking on that objective, so knowing what you know, understanding what the business is, what part they are. Are these written things? Are these are these verbal things? Or is it a real mixed sort of bag? I think it can be a mix. I mean, for me, I like in my business to have those kind of three simple. What is the business aiming to do this year? What's our big goals? Mm-hmm. And then talking to people openly about their role in helping us to do that. So I think it depends on your business whether mm-hmm. you want to do it in a conversation. But keep revisiting it. It shouldn't be a once a year mm-hmm. event, should it? If it's going to feel real, mm-hmm. then I need to know every day I'm coming to work, mm-hmm. am, I, am I still aiming for that big objective for the business? Okay. And I guess if you're going to improve performance to improve your sort of business uh, outcomes, then part of that is their, you know, their needs. So, so understanding what they need to do to, in, to improve. So training or time or shadowing or whatever it is, I guess. Absolutely. And wouldn't it be great if by having good performance conversations, you're ahead of the curve, if you like, mm-hmm. so you know what their needs are and you're addressing them before they become a problem or they start to impact on the individual or your business. Okay. And that, that bit about holding people to account. So if someone's doing well, someone's doing great, pat on the back, the right sort of the right messages, understanding what they need to what message they need to sort of feel good. Yeah, so I think, you know, really good managers have what we call that emotional intelligence, isn't it? That ability to really adapt. Do you know your staff? Do you know how different they are? So I have all different staff. I have some that really thrive on praise and need it. 
they need to know regularly. Uh-huh. That was great. You've done a great job. I've got others that don't. It's yeah. almost, you know, just let me get on with it. But it's that kind of bit of really understanding the individuals, their their different needs. And I know we were talking earlier about that kind of, that word around equitable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's okay to treat people differently, but hold them to the same standards. Does, mm-hmm. does that make sense? The no, expectation absolutely. is the same, but how you get there, what support you need may differ. That's all about understanding his staff isn't it and and you know i know you love talking about sport analogies but it's that bit of you know does somebody need that sh- that kind of arm around the shoulder that Absolutely. tlc approach does somebody else thrive on the that's not good enough the kind of harsh yeah. cruel but kind you know it's not good enough get on with it the hairdryer treatment i yeah, believe in, indeed and we won't name sir alex ferguson <laughs> um but but it's true isn't it you know it's all about really knowing your staff and how do they thrive how do you get the best out of them, yeah, yeah. which is the best for your business? So so what do we do when our staff aren't performing? Well, we put our big girl pants on, Guy, and we have a conversation with them. Now, that sounds easy sitting here, mm. but goodness me, if I had a pound for every single business owner or manager that rang me, dreading it, worried about it, that's why we put it off. I think there's something quite culturally actually about us in the UK and we don't want to upset people do we but you have to have the conversation and for me it's a bit like kind of lancing the boil if you like Mm. you know uh, you've got to get on with it and you've got to have the conversation and I think it's kinder to the individual as well because there's nothing worse than everybody muttering about you behind your back that you're not pulling your weight You'll know, as I do, working in teams, resentment can build really quickly mm. and it can get out of control. So the compassionate thing is to sit down and say, this isn't at the level that I'm expecting. What's going on for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. That's the really important piece, going back to understanding them. Mm. Don't assume they're just lazy, they can't be bothered, or you know they can't do the job. Mm-hmm. What's going on for them? There can be all sorts. Sometimes people are feeling stress, personal problems. I've I've heard it all, you know, people going through marriage breakups, people struggling around alcohol dependency, yeah, yeah. childcare, money problems. There can be so many things. But equally you have to manage that performance. They are there to do a job for you. Yeah, yeah. And and I suppose I, I think that the, the the message there is I think everyone finds this difficult. Almost, almost any manager, any leader, any employer, it's not a conversation they want to have. No, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years and I never go into it kind of complacent, you know, or this will be a breeze. And, and if I'm honest, I share that with people because I think you've lost your humanity if mm-hmm. you don't have some sense of this is going to be a tricky conversation, but don't avoid it. So do it in a compassionate, thoughtful way. Also, can I just say, be explicit? Okay. Because so, so explicit, actually, this is what's not going right, while also being empathetic, saying, what do you need? What's, you know, what's, so you're trying to get that, that sort of, what is it I need to do? What is it you need to do? But also, what's the issue? Yeah, so, so two things on it. Don't use kind of vague, you know, of it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Well, what what's not good enough? And what do you mean by good enough so be you know really specific you know uh i would expect you let's say in manufacturing you know i would have expected you to have been able to have done 20 batches by lunchtime you've done five Mm -hmm. that's really specific 
we can work through what's going on, uh, what's happened. The other bit for me is don't do that kind of um, thing where people end up saying this is the problem, but then you're really good at all these other things. Because I leave with a really mixed message of, so did you say my performance wasn't good enough or are you saying it is? Mm -hmm. So don't get it mixed up, concise, succinct. I've got concerns about this area around your performance. This is it. This is why. What's your thoughts on that? How do we move forward? So there's a bit of listening going on as well, isn't there? There's a bit of, this is what the problem is. This is what I need to do. And there may be a, a listen back saying, well, I need some more training or I've, I've never done this before or or there are other other circumstances which, again, can help that. In the process, is this sort of, does it, where, how does it start? Is it sort of informal first? Is it is it the normal management things of, yeah, try and, try and nip it in the bud early with a very informal thing? Yeah, um, absolutely. It goes back to have you got a policy or haven't you? If you have, follow it. But it doesn't need to be an overcomplicated, laborious. Most of the time you'll be able to address it informally by that conversation. Sometimes you might have to jump into more formal Mm -hmm. where it's very serious performance. But usually it's if there's repeated behaviour. Sometimes, unfortunately, you may have to dismiss people due to poor performance and it not improving. Again, you can do that. You just have to be able to show that you've been reasonable, you've given opportunity, you've supported people to address their performance. You know what? Sometimes people are just that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. square peg, aren't they, in a in a round hole? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just trying to think that you, so we talk about policy. I mean, what, what typically would be in a, pol- a performance policy? Would, it, would, the, would that be things like timekeeping? Is that, or is that separate to that? Um, so performance would be more about whether or not you're, you're achieving your objectives, whether or not you can undertake the role. You would typically have different stages. So people might have seen them in those more formal policies in, mm-hmm. in big corporates, whether stage one, stage two, stage okay. three. But essentially for our small businesses, informal and then formal is sufficient. It goes back to being reasonable, being proportionate that yeah, we yeah. always talk about in the world. Yeah. of HR. And I'm just thinking about that that sort of informal chat first that uh, and and uh, again in performance we, we yeah, I've come across this thing a keep in touch type talk you know that little sort of touch points how things going how they you know great I'm happy you're happy type of stuff. Uh, and then that well it's not working so that informal type thing but then setting objectives. So so then when it starts to get a little bit more formal it's like look this has got to happen you know in such such a time by then or whatever. My name is Guy Lewis, and you are with myself and Nat McMillan discussing performance. So we talked about the, the basics of, uh, of, of performance and performance reviews, uh, and now I'd like to look at the more formal part of that. Um, I, I mean, it, I've, got, I've got the word smart in my mind. Indeed, good old smart objectives. This is when we need to remember what it stands for, Guy. So specific, measurable. Achievable. Realistic. Timetable. Yes, there we Yay. go. We both remembered SMART. We've, we've passed the exam. They, do you know what? SMART is brilliant though, isn't it? And, and the reason that we use it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Once you're into that more formal part, you know, if the performance isn't improving, then you've got to be really clear. It's got to improve. It needs to improve in this way and by a certain time. And as you say, you come back and you keep reviewing it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might be, it's improved. Let's sustain it. 
-hmm. And other times it might be it's not improving and therefore, you know, we're, we're unable to continue you in this employment. Often the thing that I hear from business owners is, well, I have a word with them and it improves for a little bit mm-hmm. and then it dips again and they can't sustain it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly the same conversation then, which is we keep talking about this and you improve for two months and then we slip back again. I mean, we're coming back to, aren't we, that have the conversation. Don't avoid it because in my experience, it doesn't go away by itself. At some point, you have to have the conversation. It's a million times easier to have that at an informal stage than when it's become a real critical issue for everybody. So have you got any tips on on good performance management? Yes, I have, as you would expect. (laughs) Um, So it's about constantly giving feedback, isn't it? You know, touch points, as we've said, not just when performance is slipping. So it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You don't need fancy systems to do this. So simple things like regular catch-ups. You know, we talk about one-to-ones, what's going on, giving feedback in the moment rather than waiting for that annual appraisal. Um, Check-ins, team meetings, they're Mm -hmm. a really good way. Do you talk about objectives at team meetings really openly? What's everybody up to? How does everybody hold one another to account? So I know what... um, Nicola's doing over here, for example. I know what Liz is doing over there. Tom is doing there. I can see that everybody's being held to account. I can see we're all performing Mm -hmm. collectively. Annual appraisals or reviews, whatever you want to call them, really important to do, but quarterly. So when are those regular points of saying, you know, how have you felt the last quarter's gone? What's gone well? What do you need support with? Again, those early conversations They don't need to be overly bureaucratic. I have seen people that have reams of paper that Mm -hmm. they complete. I don't do that in my business. I keep some notes in my notebook. You know, it's an informal conversation. And and as I've said again, setting really clear objectives. So I only tend to set for my employees three or four objectives at any one time, big goals, and give them the freedom to go away and do them in the way that they want to. But everyone's clear on what the goals are. Okay. So, so yeah, so you need to know where you're going, regular catch-up. I guess making time for that is important as well as as an employee is is almost making sure in that busy world you're in that you you have a little pocket of time somewhere quite regular that you can have these sort of walk rounds, the the, the informals that, and obviously diarise, if you can diarise, you know, the bigger things, the quarterlies. Yeah, absolutely. Diarise big ones. But like you say, you know, those quick catch ups can just be a quick 10 minute coffee. Walk around. How Mm -hmm. are you? Okay. Mm -hmm. Everyone okay? What's going on? Never underestimate just that personal, human, regular interaction. And we know, of course, don't we, that people don't leave jobs. People leave managers. So be that great manager that they feel that you're supporting them, you're helping them. Uh, And obviously developing them, I suppose, you know improving and improving and improving there's no stop to that is there yeah so you know um i think somebody asked me this two weeks ago if we don't know why people leave jobs do we yes we do there's lots of research done on it done by the cipd mm-hmm. which is my formal um professional organization we know people leave jobs because they don't see any development that is the main reason that people leave so that bit about good performance mm-hmm. is having that conversation, you know, we often talk about people that like to be stretched, that constantly want to be learning, have those conversations early before they leave. Mm. That's all 
good performance management. Okay, so I've, 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 I've performed really well. You've told me I've performed really well. And is that the end of it? Or do I get something out of this? Well, it depends, doesn't it? Um, so I'm going to bring up a kind of slightly controversial topic, which is that around bonus oh, yeah. and performance-related mm. pay. Uh, this tends to create quite a lot of emotion in different people. So as always, let me give you my opinion on it. Uh, I think it's a good thing when mm-hmm. it's done in the right way. So there's my caveat. Mm-hmm. I think it works well when it's a collective goal and we all have to work together to achieve it. I've seen some places where bonus pay becomes very divisive because it's subjective. So, you know, you might get a bonus pay guy, but I don't. But I feel I've performed just as good, mm-hmm. if not better than you. So I think it's a great way to motivate, but keep it very, very simple. And I would recommend doing that simple thing of, if we make X amount of profit or increase, then everybody will get a percentage share. But I think personally, it's a great way. Yeah, I've come across somewhere there's, there's yeah, it's based on the company performance and that has a weighting and then it's the department performance and then it's the team performance and it's the individual. And by the time they've ended up, it's almost like, well, I didn't get any, I thought I've done brilliantly, but because other things outside my control... I didn't get any performance rated pay or any bonus. So I like to say, keep it simple, keep it as simple as you can. I like that. Yeah, and of course, the obviously um, people push back sometimes and say, yeah, but we've got one person that lets us down. Well, that's what we've just talked about earlier on in this podcast, isn't it? Is we'll tackle the performance mm-hmm. issue um, because it shouldn't be there. Everyone should be able to perform in their jobs. If people get different bonuses, how do you manage that? So I... I wouldn't recommend different bonuses because it becomes divisive. I think it becomes a huge distraction. Um, I suppose it depends on your business. Sometimes more senior people get a higher percentage. But my view would be if we're all contributing, then 1% is 1% of your salary, isn't it? That's how you manage um, to reward people in a different way, if you like, proportionate to the salary. I just think keep it simple. Then it's open It's transparent. Everybody knows how it works and everybody can see. I'm not saying, Guy, that everyone will agree with it. I'm yet to know where you do anything that everybody agrees with. But I think from my perspective, you've got the integrity as that employer, Mm -hmm. that you feel it's fair, it's equitable. And you know what? It's all about the business performance as well, because these are small businesses that need to continue to exist and thrive. Hmm. So the the caveat to that would be, yeah, if all the team have, have, have performed well and the business has done well, then it's all equal. But what if you've got like someone who hasn't performed well? I guess they're expecting no bonus. Well, no bonus. And I'd also say I'd be performance managing them and looking at whether or not they're in the right job and if you want them in your organisation. I think we'll end on that point. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. You've been listening to a Business Lincolnshire podcast. Look out for the next episode. If you're listening on the Business Lincolnshire YouTube channel, don't forget to give us a thumbs up or subscribe down below. If you're on your favourite podcast platform, then remember to follow the show. More information at businesslincolnshire.com.